This episode was recorded prior to the COVID-19 pandemic. In our city, we gather, we connect, and we work together. So things like streets and schools, neighborhood and communities, mom and pops and record shops, big buzzing industries and little French eateries can be made better, stronger, unstoppable, untoppable. City with heart, city with life, city with soul. Jackson, this is our city. So let's talk about it. Our first episode series is all about tourism in the state of Mississippi, getting out, going places, and the economic impact that it holds for our state. Joining me in studio as we talk to a series of guests is MWB creative director and MWB studios executive producer, Mark Leffler. And we're going to be talking with some people who know how to help visitors and locals too indulge their wanderlust across our state and find innovative ways to entice more to come see, explore, and discover the magnificent wonders of traveling and tourism. We'll be talking about what tourism means for our economy. Here in Mississippi, it's a multi-billion dollar industry, employing over 120,000 people and bringing more than 20 million visitors in-state every year. It cannot be overstated what a true economic driver tourism and hospitality are for the hospitality state. MWB Studios happens to be located downtown right in the heart of the city with soul, our own hometown of Jackson, Mississippi. Today, as we continue our series on tourism across the state, we're talking about local tourism specifically for our capital city, and we'd like to welcome from Visit Jackson, Ricky Thigpen, Paul Wolf, and Kim Lewis. We've got a full studio in here today. They're here to give us a street level view of all the exciting things that's going on in the city with Seoul. So let's talk about what's happening tourism wise in Jackson. Some of the more innovative projects and things that Visit Jackson is either actively doing or is helping to promote. Well, thanks, Tim, for the invitation to be here today. This is a great time to be in tourism in Jackson. You're talking about right now, over $150 million of tourism investment projects that are really tied to tourism. That's everything from the planetarium under renovation and the new home with suites under the development and renovations at the Jackson Marriott, which be, which will become the seventh Delta by Marriott in North America. So we're really excited about that. Renovations at the Hilton Garden Inn, the amazing historic King Edward Hotel. Uh, renovations at Smithville Stadium. Uh, we're talking about 64 games uh, held there this year. SWAC championship games, JSU versus ASU, the Mayor's Cup, a Conference USA game, Bellhaven University um, using the stadium as its home stadium, also Tougaloo College. And uh, next year, we've got a really special announcement for Smith Will Stadium. So a lot of great things going on in the city of Seoul. What's the special announcement? Can't tell you, you man. Do you want to hey. make news here? Not really. I'll come back. I promise you. Very good. All right. Now, also in studio with us is, is Mark Leffler, our executive producer, and, um, and Mark, I I think in full disclosure, we need to say that that we are partners with uh, with Visit Jackson, and we work together on on a, on a lot of on a lot of projects. And one thing that I think we all work toward doing is overcoming some perception that's actually not reality. Would you Would you like to reflect on that a bit? 
Well, sure. Um, and I like to say that in in absence of those hard numbers, uh, people just think that maybe Jackson isn't a tourism community. Uh, but, you know, right now we're right in the middle of Dixie National. 15,000 people. Uh, right uh, this month alone, we have Louisiana Volleyball with hosting the Southern Hospitality uh, Volleyball Tournament, 6,100 people. And that's at the Jackson Convention Complex. Again, the Smithville Stadium and, the, and SWAC versus MEAC Challenge. They the Phi Beta Sorority Incorporated, all the Zetas in Mississippi will be coming to Jackson to uh, celebrate their 100th year centennial celebration, uh, Mississippi Blues Marathon. That's 3,000 people. United Methodist Church, 1,200 people. Mississippi High School Activity Association Basketball Tournament, that's 50,000 people um, about Mississippi Play Sports, uh, 10,000 people. Mississippi Nursery uh, Show, 6,000 people. Hal St. Patty's Day Parade, 50,000 people. Uh, South Central Seven-Day Adventist uh, Convention, 2,500 people. I mean, that's not even the entire month. So Jackson is a viable tourism destination. And uh, people who live, work, and play here maybe not don't see that. They just maybe get frustrated because they see a lot of buses and a lot lot of cars sometimes in front of hotels. But those cars and those buses um, are leaving money in Jackson. So we we, want, we don't mind that uh, that uh, gridlock every now and then. Something else that Visit Jackson has, has done that not not every destination leadership organization. That's right. How about that? Hey, I got hey, you. Not every destination leadership organization does is put together and produce a locals campaign. And for Visit Jackson, that's called that's called My City. And that consists of everything from influencers to web-based shows to a new podcast. Yeah, brand new podcast recorded right here in this very studio called Soul Sessions. Uh, we've got a couple of episodes that are uh, up and running with plans for many, many more. Uh, we did have an influencers campaign last year that was an award-winning influencers campaign, state and national awards, and that we plan to continue this year to bring in uh, millennials, to bring in families to bring in all types of travelers to showcase the things that we have going on here in the city of Jackson. Uh, Of course, a website, jxn.ms, that's chronicling all the good news that they say no one really wants to hear. I know for a fact people want to hear the good news and they want to hear the good stories about the things that are going on here in Jackson. Well, it seems like with all this going on, uh, Jackson's really hit its stride. Do you see that these different channels and things are, are, are leading toward that? I love to hear the stories from people who are seeing what we're doing at Visit Jackson and with the My City brand for our local pride campaign. And they're saying, you know, I've lived here my entire life and I didn't know about that. I didn't know about that restaurant. I didn't know about that building or that person. And so I really think that it's helping to tell the story in a way that we haven't before. And that as a bureau, as Visit Jackson, we are telling more and more stories and impacting more and more businesses and people than we ever have before. Ricky didn't want to make news just a few moments ago, but uh, can you guys talk about some of the things that are that are coming up? Well, we, we can talk about some of it or brag about a lot of it. Um, between the things that are going on within the city at itself. And then there's the things that Visit Jackson is doing to help promote tourism as well. But Ricky had mentioned the $150 million in new project developments, including a new grocery store downtown that has been needed for a very, very long time. I myself will be working this year again with some international and national travel writers, um, showing them all the great things in Jackson and letting them kind of go back to their home and spread the news and, and 
share what their time was like here in Jackson and hopefully get other people to come back. Kim, you do work with a lot of, like you just said, national and international writers. What comes to your mind that seems to surprise some of these writers who are visitors themselves a lot of times? What surprises them the most about Mississippi's capital city? I want to say it's the same thing that surprised me when I moved here as well. So and whether you're from San Diego. Right, correct? right. So just the, um, the Southern hospitality, it, it's a real thing. I didn't know it was. You watch it on TV. You guys got to grow up with it. But moving here, it was certainly one of the things I noticed. And the our travel writers that are coming, they've looked into Jackson. They know about our blues, our civil rights history. They know about all of those attractions. But when they get here and um, when they get their own feel for that Southern hospitality, they're just they're amazed by it. And they talk about it the whole time they're here. You see that Southern hospitality on television, but we do actually have air conditioning in our courtrooms, <laughs> contrary to popular belief sometimes. Does anybody want to address what the real benefits are of tourism, of visitation to Jackson? Well, Tim, we just uh, did a strategic plan. And one of the things as a part of that process, we really augmented our mission statement. We're really, there's a line in our mission statement that said that we really are responsible for memorable experiences and rewarding sense of place for our visitors and economically beneficial uh, enhancement for quality of life for residents. So if you look at just last year, so we had, we attracted about 115 conventions and meetings, just our convention sales department internally. That's 265,000 delegates over 30,000 room nights, that's $60 million that Visit, Visit Jackson helped bring to the Jackson and to the Mississippi economy. So that, I mean, you talk about um, uh, being tourism being one of those nice things that everybody kind of likes, but no, it's, it's real because $60 million uh, that's a pretty good return on investment. We talk about we spent about $3.6 million and turned it into $60 million. So we're, I'm very proud of that. The math on that is it's good. There's good. no other way to put that. Yeah. That's 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 good math. We know about some of the big things in Jackson. We know about the Mississippi Civil Rights Museum. We've got uh, we, we've got actually a podcast interview uh, with some people from there. We know about things like the, the St. Patty's Day Parade. We've also got an interview about about that event. But so so much of tourism now focuses on some of those hidden jewels and those off the beaten path quote unquote, undiscovered attractions. What kinds of things does Jackson had to have to offer in, in terms of that? I think that's a hard one for us to answer because I feel like it's our job to know those little places too. So what might seem off the beaten path to some seems, you know, second nature to us. But um, I guess on a personal note, um, the farmer's market, I don't think a lot of people really get what's there. It's not just fruits and vegetables. It's it's meats and eggs and, you know, it's all locally um, grown. So you're supporting um, your state farmers. Um, another one is Offbeat. Been a big fan of Offbeat for years. Every once in a while, we get that um, influencer who wants to go there as well. So we're always happy to to show them off. And that's Offbeat Records. Yep. It's a it's a it's a music shop. Music and, uh, and toys and books, comic books. And it's run by a friend of MWB, um, DJ Young Venom, actually. <laughs> Philip Rollins. Philip Rollins. Yeah. Great guy. He he, uh, he records a science fiction podcast in here. Actually sneaks in from time to time and does that. But Offbeat, yeah, Offbeat Records is, that's a great shop. We'll, uh, link, we'll link to their website in the show notes, but that is a really cool, uh, quote unquote, hidden gem in Jackson. Anybody else have anything? I just think that maybe just simply put, 
the authentic experience um, because uh, we are the city of soul and people ask a lot, what does that mean? That means that um, the people are unique. They're, they're honest. They're, they're loving. They're kind. Um, when you walk down the street and ask them for directions, they'll stop and not only give you the directions, but they'll draw a map on the back of your napkin or say, get, get, I'm getting ready, getting ready to head that way, follow me in the car. Um, that doesn't happen in a lot of communities. And we take those things for granted when you live in the South and especially in Mississippi. As far as visitors to the city, there's actually a, a decent international contingent that come here. Is that correct? What what areas of the world do we see international tourists? So I think that uh, we just got some numbers um, about this month and Germany, um, England, um, those are the two leading countries that are really just excited about Jackson, Mississippi. Um, that I think that has a lot to do with the two museums, especially the Civil Rights Museum. Um, they are so, again, like Kim said earlier, they are just enthralled with the, our music, not only our blues, but our gospel and our jazz. And, um, you know, um, so we're really proud to showcase those things that, again, because they're around us everywhere, we, not, we don't get as excited, but the people from out of town, people from across the, the pond, um, they um, they are just, again, uh, explode with excitement to have those, again, authentic experiences and go to um, maybe go to um, Blue Monday at Howler Miles and to see uh, blues legends walk in or to, just to sit in the audience or even get on the stage and perform with them. That's a, that's a life changing experience. And Ricky, I think you said uh, uh, it's hard to quantify soul and what makes this place unique. But when you live other places without soul, you definitely know what you're missing, right? What do you think? Get, uh, you know, th- this this city has a pretty unique makeup too, like that you don't that we all kind of take for granted or don't realize it's here. We have like three, four universities. Five. Yeah. Yeah. Five universities. Yeah. I mean, we have places like Offbeat and 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 just little artists places and and cool things to go see spoken word and and just just an, a neat vibe that's that's soulful so, I mean, so much stuff um, you know brand new comedy club just opened up uh, Chuckles Comedy Club so um, actually one of um, JJ Williamson one of my high school classmates who's now a national kind of on a national comic scene sent me a video just the other day saying hey I'll be in Jackson I'm coming home to Jackson so again uh, there's you know food scene there's uh, there are historical sites that actually change this country and although there are amazing things to go see in L.A. and D.C. and Chicago and Atlanta, but there are things that you can only see and experience in Jackson, Mississippi that really contributed to the culture we know as the United States of America now. So um, we uh, we are proud to share, help spread that word and share that with with the world. Yeah. And and you mentioned some bigger cities, Chicago and that and and uh, in those kind of places, there's a definite barrier between the artist and audience. Sure. But here there's ju- there's just a closeness. You, know, you can go and see a show and you can be part of that show too in, in, in real and authentic ways. I agree. I agree. Those uh, really special, unique circumstances are uh, everyday occurrences in Jackson and, and um, history is history, but we don't, re- we don't always remember that we are making history every day of our, li- of our lives. So um, it's, that's pretty powerful. Let me double back to something that you kind of glossed over just a second ago, but I think it needs, it needs some further exploration the food in Jackson. And I, and I don't know that you say Mississippi and it's 
fried chicken, it's catfish, it's collard greens, but the culinary ecosystem in Jackson is so varied and so incredible. I don't think that people really, really get that. They really don't. We have this conversation in the office all the time that uh, we have such amazing food here that it's hard to choose on a daily basis. You know, where are we going for lunch? I mean, a handful of places. No, it's a plethora of places and it's everything from mom and pop to James Beard award-winning restaurants and chefs. We have such diversity in our market with the food place. We have such a diversity of food here in Jackson with the great heritage of Greek-owned restaurants and the Greek food culture here uh, that is is waning, unfortunately, but there are some family members that are hanging on and they're keeping the traditions alive. There are restaurants that were started by great-grandfathers many decades ago who are being run now by the grandchildren uh, in all genres of food. Mediterranean is one of my absolute favorite cuisines, and I would put the Mediterranean, the Greek style food that Jackson offers up with any of it anywhere, including Greece, including in Greece. Kiefer's, of course, you know, it's kind of what started the Greek craze around here. And there's a lot of places like Aplos to exist and to thrive and to experiment with foods that maybe Jackson's not familiar with. I think Jackson's palate is expanding too. And the more people that we get here that have come from other places or they've experienced travels around the world, they want that here in their own hometown. Kim, if I gave you 244 characters, including spaces (laughs) and special letters to convince someone that they should plan their trip to Jackson. What would that tweet consist of? I think uh, the most important thing that I associate with it is whether you've ever been here before or not, it feels like coming home when you come to Jackson, because when you go home, you're, you're welcomed, you're, um, you know, you have people who give you advice and want to do things with you and tell you what to do and where to go. And that's what it's like when you come here, whether you're a stranger or you're returning, it, it feels like home. We thank you guys for uh, giving us your time today in parting. I'm going to give Ricky one last chance to make news or to give his parting thoughts, whatever he wants to do with the mic there. Man, you're putting pressure on me. Uh, again, thank you so much. Uh, uh, Tim and Mark for having us today. Uh, we uh, we value the the, the relationship between Mary's Richland Baker and uh, Visa Jackson. And um, I tell you what, I would I'll just say this. I'll give you a hint. Oh, oh, is everybody ready? Is everybody ready? Is everybody ready? There is a semi-professional baseball team that used to play in Jackson that may be playing a game in Jackson, Mississippi at Smithville Stadium next year. I'm just saying, and maybe so. I'll be there. For more information about openings across the city of Jackson, go to the Visit Jackson website at visitjackson.com. And for more information about openings across the state of Mississippi, go to visitmississippi.org. Mark. Yeah, yeah. I'm not kidding. I really do like Greek food. Like Mediterranean Me too. food. Like it's one of my favorites. We forgot to bring up Aladdin, which is really good. Aladdin is actually my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. That pool of olive oil within the hummus. You can't beat that. <laughs> no, no. You can't copy it at home either. It doesn't turn out. You, you shouldn't even try really. Parker, do you like Greek food? I like Greek food. What's your favorite Greek restaurant in Jackson? It's not technically Jackson. I like, what's it called? Krilakis in Bridgeland. Edit. <laughs> Take it out. Edit. Hey, Parker. I do like apples a lot. There you go. <laughs> That's going to do it for this episode of MWB 50 special podcast series. 